Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Trailblazing Love. Are you looking for a unique and thrilling date night experience with your significant other? Look no further than Trailblazing Love. Our outdoor adventure boxes are designed to provide couples with an unforgettable experience in nature. Each box is carefully curated with a variety of activities and surprises, from guided hikes to stargazing to gourmet snacks and drinks. Whether you're a seasoned outdoors enthusiast or just looking to try something new, our boxes offer something for everyone. Best of all, our boxes can be enjoyed anywhere, from a local park to a remote wilderness area. Simply choose your location and let the adventure begin. So why not spice up your next date night with trailblazing love? Order your box today and get ready for an unforgettable outdoor adventure with your loved one. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Engage AI. Join over 15,000 LinkedIn power users and supercharge your social selling with Engage AI. Imagine effortlessly writing insightful comments that break the ice and build relationships with prospects. With Engage AI as your comment writing assistant, you'll save precious time while achieving conversions with every added touchpoint. Give Engage AI a spin and transform your LinkedIn conversations into powerful conversion tools today. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Hello, my name is Bidemio Logunde and you're listening to episode 12 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. On this episode, I'll discuss the takedown of a darknet cryptocurrency mixer that processed over $3 billion in illegal transactions, the prosecution of two co-conspirators who were involved in a vast human trafficking ring spanning multiple countries. I'll talk about the sentencing of the CEO of Titanium Blockchain for orchestrating a $21 million cryptocurrency fraud scheme. I'll discuss the conviction of a deputy U.S. Marshal for conspiracy, cyberstalking, perjury, and obstruction. And I'll wrap up with the sentencing of a Nigerian national who victimized U.S. citizens through cyber-enabled fraud schemes. Thank you for your time. Let's get to it. Part 1. Chip Mixer On March 15, Chip Mixer, a popular darknet cryptocurrency service, was targeted in a coordinated global takedown by law enforcement agencies from multiple countries, including the US, Germany, and the Netherlands. Since 2017, the service has been used to launder over $3 billion worth of cryptocurrency from criminal activities such as ransomware, fraud, and other hacking schemes. Its backend servers were seized and over $46 million in cryptocurrency was confiscated by the German Federal Criminal Police. In addition, a Vietnamese national, Min Quoc Nguyen, was charged in Philadelphia with operating an unlicensed money transmitting business, money laundering, and identity theft related to the operation of Chip Mixer. Chip Mixer allowed customers to deposit Bitcoin, which was mixed with other users' Bitcoin, making it challenging for regulators to trace the transactions. The service had a clearnet web domain, but operated primarily as a tor hidden service, concealing the operating location of its servers to prevent seizure by law enforcement. According to court documents, Chip Mixer had attracted a significant criminal clientele and had become indispensable in obfuscating and laundering funds from multiple criminal schemes, including ransomware attacks, darknet markets, fraud, cryptocurrency heist, and other hacking schemes. 
the service processed over $3 billion worth of cryptocurrency between 2017 and March 2023, with $17 million in Bitcoin processed for criminals connected to approximately 37 ransomware strains alone. The takedown of ChipMixer is part of the U.S. government's effort to crack down on cybercrime and money laundering activities. The coordinated operation reinforces the message that law enforcement agencies will use all of their authorities to protect victims and take the fight to adversaries who enable cybercriminals and nation-state actors to illegally launder cryptocurrency funds. Support for the Cybercase Files podcast comes from every week. Join over 34,000 dropshippers discovering top 10 winning products every week. Our AI, Zora, analyzes over 1 billion data points weekly to help you succeed. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cybercase Files podcast comes from Sesame Care. Find the best price for the highest quality physicians. Book an appointment in minutes for as low as $19. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Part 2. Ophelia Hernandez-Salas and Raul Saucedo Hupio. On March 22, a human trafficker and a co-conspirator were arrested in Mexico with the assistance of U.S. and Mexican law enforcement authorities. 60-year-old Ophelia Hernandez-Salas and 48-year-old Raul Saucedo Hupio allegedly facilitated the travel of migrants from Bangladesh, Yemen, Pakistan, Eritrea, India, the United Arab Emirates, Uzbekistan, Russia, Egypt, Brazil, Peru, Ecuador, Colombia, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, and Mexico charging them as much as tens of thousands of dollars for the illegal and dangerous journey to the U.S. The two traffickers also allegedly robbed migrants of their personal belongings, often at gun or knife point. The arrests were carried out under the Joint Task Force Alpha, which was created by Attorney General Merrick B. Garland in June 2021 to dismantle human smuggling and trafficking networks that endanger or exploit migrants, pose national security risks, or engage in other types of transnational organized crime. The Joint Task Force Alpha has increased coordination and collaboration between the Justice Department, the Department of Homeland Security, and other interagency law enforcement participants and foreign law enforcement partners, including El Salvador, Guatemala, Honduras, and Mexico. According to the Justice Department, human smuggling is one of the top law enforcement priorities and a critical component of national security. The department is committed to holding transnational criminal organizations accountable for perpetrating this crime, employing a full range of law enforcement techniques and authorities against human smugglers. The arrest of Hernandez Salas and Saucedo Hupio resulted from extensive coordination and cooperation efforts between U.S. and Mexican law enforcement authorities. The arrests were executed by Interpol Mexico and the Fuerza Estatal de Seguridad Ciudadana, FESC, at the request of the United States, pursuant to charges previously filed in the District of Arizona. Support for the Cybercase Files podcast comes from Shut the Box Dice Game. Dating back to 12th century France, sailors cherished playing Shut the Box Game. 
In modern times whether you're camping with friends or relaxing with family, you'll have endless fun with this easy-to-learn game. Buy two, get one free, plus free shipping within the United States. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Snake River Farms. Whether you're a seasoned veteran or a beginner to beef, the pioneers of American Wagyu have got you covered with $25 off your order. Receive $25 off orders of over $149 with code SWAPSRF at Snake River Farms. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Michael Alan Stollery. On March 24, Michael Alan Stollery, the CEO and founder of Titanium Blockchain Infrastructure Services Incorporated, TBIS, was sentenced to four years and three months in prison for his involvement in a cryptocurrency fraud scheme related to TBIS's initial coin offering, ICO, which raised around $21 million from investors worldwide, including in the United States. Court documents reveal that Stollery marketed TBIS as a cryptocurrency investment platform, misleading investors into purchasing BARs, which is the cryptocurrency token or coin offered by TBIS's ICO through fraudulent and inaccurate statements. Despite being required, Stollery did not register the ICO with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, and had no valid exemption from the SEC's registration requirements. To attract investors, Stollery falsified TBIS's white papers, which outlined the cryptocurrency investment offering, including its purpose, technology, profitability prospects, and how it differed from other cryptocurrency opportunities. Stollery also fabricated client testimonials on TBIS's website and made false claims about his business relationships with prominent companies and the Federal Reserve to create the impression of legitimacy. Stollery did not use the funds as promised, but instead mixed the ICO investors' funds with his personal funds, spending at least some of the offering proceeds on non-TBIS-related expenses such as credit card payments and his Hawaii condominium bills. The announcement was made by Assistant Attorney General Kenneth A. Polite Jr. of the Justice Department's Criminal Division, Assistant Director Louis Quesada of the FBI's Criminal Investigative Division, and Acting Special Agent in Charge Corey Nutnagel of the Office of Inspector General, OIG, for the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System and the Consumer Financial Protection Bureau Western Region. The FBI Los Angeles Field Office and the Federal Reserve Board OIG Western Region San Francisco, San Francisco Office investigated the case, while trial attorneys Tian Huang and Andrew Tyler of the Criminal Division's Fraud Section prosecuted the case. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Softer. Software lets you stop waiting for developers, so that you can build software without devs, blazingly fast. It is trusted by over 100,000 teams worldwide. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Part 4. Ian R. Diaz. 
On March 24, Ian R. Diaz, a deputy U.S. marshal, was convicted by a federal jury for multiple charges, including cyberstalking, perjury, obstruction of a federal matter, and conspiracy to commit cyberstalking. Diaz and his then-wife, an unindicted co-conspirator, CC1, posed as a former partner of Diaz, Jane Doe, and sent themselves threatening electronic communications. They also attempted to stage a sexual assault on CC1, solicited men for so-called rape fantasies, and staged hoax sexual assault and attempted sexual assaults on Diaz's former wife. Diaz and CC1 falsely reported this conduct to law enforcement, resulting in the arrest and detention of Jane Doe. Diaz used his position as a deputy U.S. marshal to execute this intricate cyber-stalking scheme, leading to an innocent person's unjust imprisonment for nearly three months. Diaz and CC1 took steps to conceal their conduct, including using falsely registered email accounts, virtual private networks, and encrypted messaging services. Diaz is scheduled to be sentenced on June 30, 2023, and faces a maximum penalty of 20 years in prison. According to court documents, Diaz's actions were aimed at framing an innocent person for sexual assault and obstructing a federal investigation. The evidence presented at trial showed that Diaz abused his position of authority as a law enforcement officer to carry out this scheme. The Cyber Investigations Office initiated the investigation into Diaz's conduct in 2017. The case was prosecuted by Senior Litigation Counsel Marco A. Palmieri and Trial Attorney Rebecca G. Ross of the Criminal Division's Public Integrity Section and Senior Trial Attorney Mona Setki of the Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section. The verdict is a result of the unrelenting investigative work carried out by the DOJOIG Cyber Investigations Office, which worked tirelessly to reveal the truth about Diaz's conspiracy, lies, and stalking. The DOJOIG Los Angeles Field Office also played a crucial role in investigating this case and finding justice for the victim. The verdict sent a clear message that law enforcement officials who abuse their positions of authority to victimize innocent people will be held accountable for their actions. Diaz's actions caused significant harm to the victim and undermined the public's trust in law enforcement. The Criminal Division is committed to preserving the public's confidence in law enforcement by holding accountable any official who violates their oath of office and victimizes the community they are sworn to serve. Support for the Cyber Case Files podcast comes from Deal. Compliantly hire anyone, anywhere, in five minutes with Deal. Deal is your one-stop shop for hiring, paying, and managing your remote team. We stay on top of local labor laws across the world to ensure compliance and mitigate risk so that you don't have to. You can find out more in the links in the episode show notes. Part 5. Solomon Ekonke Okwe On March 27, Solomon Ekonke Okwe, a Nigerian national, was sentenced to over four years in prison for participating in a cybercrime group operating in Nigeria and Malaysia. Okwe and his co-conspirators carried out various complex financial fraud schemes, including business email compromise, work from home, check cashing, romance, and credit card scams, which targeted individuals, banks, and businesses in the U.S. and other countries. 
The scams were intended to cause more than $1 million in losses to U.S. victims, including First American Holding Company and Mid First Bank. To execute their schemes, Opie and his co-conspirators used email phishing attacks to steal login credentials and other sensitive information, hacked into online accounts, impersonated people, and assumed fake identities to defraud individuals, banks, and businesses. They also used stolen credit cards to further their scheme. For example, in BEC scams, they pose as trusted individuals to deceive banks and companies into making unauthorized wire transfers to bank accounts specified by the co-conspirators. They also falsely posed as online employers on job websites and forums, hiring individuals for work-from-home positions and directing them to perform tasks that would facilitate the co-conspirators' fraud schemes. Okwe and his co-conspirators conducted romance scams by creating fake identities on dating websites and causing victims to transfer their money overseas and receive money from wire transfer scams. Okwe himself caused individual romance scam victims to suffer tens of thousands of dollars in losses. He was previously arrested in Malaysia at the request of the U.S. and detained for over two years as he contested extradition to the U.S. On March 20, one of Okwe's co-conspirators, Johnson Uke Obogo, was sentenced to one year and one day in prison for his role in related financial fraud activity. The Justice Department's Criminal Division, U.S. Attorney's Office, and FBI Knoxville Field Office made the announcement, and the cases against Okwe and Obogo were prosecuted by the Criminal Division's Computer Crime and Intellectual Property Section and the United States Attorney's Office for the District of Arizona. The Justice Department's Office of International Affairs provided significant assistance throughout the investigation and extradition process. So to wrap up, on this episode, I discussed the takedown of a darknet cryptocurrency mixer that processed over $3 billion in illegal transactions, the prosecution of two co-conspirators involved in a vast human trafficking ring spanning multiple countries, the sentencing of the CEO of Titanium Blockchain for orchestrating a $21 million cryptocurrency fraud scheme, the conviction of a deputy U.S. Marshal for conspiracy, cyberstalking, perjury, and obstruction, and I wrapped up with the sentencing of a Nigerian national who victimized U.S. citizens through cyber-enabled fraud schemes. So that's all I have for this episode 12 of the Cyber Case Files podcast. Thanks for listening. The Cyber Case Files podcast is produced by Sunshine Media in association with Alonely Productions. Fact-checking by Laura Keller. Audio engineer, Ariana Delucci. Graphic design, Khalid Acosta-Zelaya. Senior producer, Bidemi Ologunde. Executive producers, Olufalani Ologunde and Toby Lobo Ologunde. Please make sure you subscribe, rate, and review the Cyber Case Files podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts, Pandora, TuneIn Radio, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with anyone who you think might benefit from it. Please remember to leave a review for the podcast if your platform allows you to do so. Thank you for your time. See you on the next episode. Bye for now.